How's it going, y'all? This is Paul Bradford, also known as Paul B in the NBA 2K community. And this is Paul's Points. This is the eSports podcast, which catered toward the NBA 2K Prime community. I just want to shed a light on the community and interview like guys that are coming up in the ranks looking to make the NBA 2K leagues, whether it's like season four prospects, even current NBA 2K league players, they wanted to just talk about like state of the league and stuff like that. So it's just an eSports show just catered to the NBA 2K Prime community. And I thank y'all all for listening. Thank you. Hey, everyone out there listening. Uh, this is Paul's Points, uh, hosted by Paul Breath and myself. And we have my guy Neil here today, who goes by Lethal Trey in the 2K community. He's part of All or Nothing 2K program team on the PS4 side. He's also part of the 150 last year in the Season 3 draft. And he's looking to make it back this year. Everyone, welcome Lethal Trey. Hey, what's up, everyone? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Great, great to have you on, man. It's my very first podcast, you know, Paul's Points. So I'm glad to have you here. Say you're going for season four as a prospect. So tell everybody a little bit about who you are. Oh, uh, well, my name is Neil. Uh, haven't been playing 2K too long. Kind of started like 2K19 post-draft. So I've only been in the competitive community for almost a year now. So, you know, kind of learning on the fly, learning where I can, trying to get better as much as I can. Um, was active duty military, currently out of the military. So just kind of focused on 2K and work right now. That's about it. Okay, and and um, so doing doing like I guess when you were active in the military, were you still playing two K then, or you was more focused just on like the military and everything? Um, I was playing two K then, not maybe not as more as seriously. Like I was playing with um as a backup on a pro team. I didn't really play too much. I kind of was just watching streams, learning where I could back then. I didn't really play as seriously, but now I have a lot more free time where I can play a lot more. So. Okay, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, I, and I guess a, a good question would be asked you what I guess what made you get into the the competitive two K community. Um, it's actually one of my friends that I met during the combine showed me, shout out Mozzie. Mozzie's the one person that helped me ah, get into the competitive. Yeah. During the combine, me and him got matched up on the same team. He was like, oh, you're really good. You're super good. Have you ever considered playing program? And then he hit me up during post draft. He was like, hey, I need a sharp. Can you come play sharp for me? And then he started getting me into the competitive program. And then I played with all or nothing in post draft of 2K19 as well. And that just kind of got me my foot in the door and I started playing and I liked it and I kind of got hooked ever since and just kept playing competitive pro so that's, that's pretty cool man and so I guess like from that post draft to scan that team that kind of prepared you from last year to get into the um to the draft pool like y'all play you play I'm, so I'm assuming you played pre-draft for 2k20 as well right yeah I played pre-draft to 2k20 as well maybe not as seriously as I should have taken it but I played pre-draft to 2K20, had a couple of decent runs. I played for off-grid then. So I had a couple of decent runs on the PS4 and Xbox side. Okay. I guess, uh, in what position were you playing during, during, their, during uh, those teams? So I mostly go back and forth between point guard and shooting guard, but I mostly play point guard. But I started off playing as a sharp and a secondary ball handler. And then 2K20 pre-draft, I was only playing point guard for off-grid. That's pretty much all I played, but I can pretty much play the one or two, depending on the team. Okay, that's cool. So, like, and for the so if you'd have made the league last year, I'm assuming you'd have went, you would like you'd have been comfortable either one point guard or shooting guard. Like yeah, I would have made the league. league last year. I would have been comfortable playing the one, two, or the four, ideally. I just not lock or center, something I've never really played, but I've played the one, two, and four. So any position there, but most comfortable playing the one or the two. Okay, that's cool then. So you're pretty much, I guess you like, you say you're versatile, like those, those different positions, everything. Yeah, yeah, the saying that I'm versatile, right? A lot of people say it. Um, yeah. But like, I think, you know, one, two, and four are the positions I could play at a highly like competitive level. 
That's good, man. I think, honestly, point guard and shooting guard are always going to be needs for teams. And in the 2K League, I think it's always going to be, like, a top thing. Even, like, you know, like, we're going to the fourth season now, I think it's just, like, those – especially guard, like, y'all are going to have, like, a good guard. Even, like to say, even the two-guard can, like, bring the ball sometimes, depending on the archetype there and everything like that. Yeah, see, I think point guard is really important just because even – so if you can make the transition to the floor, it's just good having someone that's able to make the reads when people are swinging and rotating. It's a lot easier to make a point guard transition to the four, like the three, because when they do get the ball, they're not scared with the ball and they can make mm -hmm. a read a lot easier. So I think point guard is just a position where it's like super easy to fill in a lot of spots. Yeah, that's how, that's how I feel too. So I'm like, I'm guessing this year is um is, is pre-draft 2K21, man. So like you were part of the 150 last year. You're looking to get back in season four this year's top top 150 or whatever the number will be this year. And now you're playing for all of 2K. You're playing with the losing who was a part of uh, season three last year, uh, the Heat Check Gaming. And what what do you expect this year for your prom team? Like, what are y'all looking to accomplish? Um, obviously, like as far as runs as we can make, it's like especially if, going into it last year and getting the amount of interviews I did, I didn't get as many as I wanted. I got a decent amount. I got like six interviews last year, but I definitely need a little more exposure and a lot more deeper runs. Like last year, you know, WR Elite Eight, Final Four, but never really got over the hump. Uh, this year, I kind of want to make Final Four plus. Like Final Four is a minimum. And every tournament we do, um, from what I've experienced in the 2K League, it looks like to me, like the key to get in, obviously, is to make a, a deep run in WR or these big tournaments. It just seems like anyone that makes a deep run moves forward really fast. And, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. But if you make a deep run, there's definitely going to be eyes on you, a lot of people watching. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say that is true. That is true. I know uh, Wavy from, uh, I think it was um, Brooklyn Nets GC from like season, season two. Like he was in all like every tournament at the end of I think 2K19 post draft or pre draft, he was in all those tournaments. So like every time like you make like you said make a deep run, you get your name out there. Especially like right leading up to the draft and everything, like leading up to the by the you know everything everybody get, about to get picked and all that. That's like they see your name a lot there a lot. You're still competing, still making deep runs that teams will notice you. So that's definitely a good point you just made there. So so like you say, you play with all nothing 2K. You have a 2K league player already current on that on that roster. Y'all are going to participate in a lot of these tournaments coming up. So I'm guessing uh, for this year, what do you plan on doing differently to help you get in? I know you say you try to, like, you know, keep playing like you've been doing, but, like, I guess if you do anything different this year than last year, I guess what would be the, the key to trying to get on the 2K League roster? I think it's more about marketing, honestly. Like, it's obviously deep runs and marketing at the same time. If you make deep runs, you got to be able to market yourself at the same time and get your name out there. I'm not super known in the 2K community. I feel like I'm decently known. But obviously the more known you are, the better it definitely is. And on top of it, it's it's about connections too at the end of the day making more connections wherever you can i, I don't want to go say like the 2k leagues are buddy buddy systems but obviously connections help wherever you can get connections just like the real world you know in business you got to make connections wherever you can and then so it's more for me about just like making connections marketing myself and this year in pre-draft making more deeper runs i made deep runs last year but not deep enough and you know obviously just more exposure to get more interviews more teams to look at me a better opportunity Okay, yeah, that's that's a good point. Like I know a lot of people, they they always that buddy buddy system, you know, everybody else. Yeah. Like, oh, everybody brings it up. Like I said, in the, the day, like it's, it's real world. No matter what what job you have, it's all about connection. Like you said, man, like you got to be able to better connect to people because at the end of the day, if you make connection with those players, you get in their team, they're gonna know who you are already. They they'll be more like suited and like feel better being around somebody they know already type thing. So that's definitely definitely a true case for sure. And I guess going yeah. going, for, you were about to say. Uh, I don't like. I, I don't fully agree with the whole buddy buddy system at the end of the day. You know, if I, if I was in the same situation, 
I would make the same decision a lot of these 2K League players are making anyways. I'd rather go with someone I know that I'm comfortable with, I know they'll fit in the team, than some random person, right? And obviously, skill plays a big factor of it as well. If both the players are talented the same amount, why would I not go with someone I know? So obviously, connections play like a super big role. I have a couple of connections, but obviously trying to make more connections, more meet more people, get my name more out there is very important too. So, yeah, you're just missing a good point. Like, because at the end of the day, honestly, it, it just at the level we're all at now with 2K, like the skill levels all can get so high. So, like, it's the small thing yeah. that separate people or like the connections you have and like your personality is all about the culture. Most teams, two good organizations will tell you it's about the culture and about fitting in. You don't want to have somebody that's like just a one long ranger out there and not part of the team. Yeah. That can definitely mess up a team, man. So you want to have everybody bought in on the culture and everything like that. Just makes you know it makes it easier for a long. You with those people for six months, so that's a lot. Six months is a long time to be with somebody. So you want somebody you know you could be around for six months and have fun with you know try to play two K at a high level with. So that's definitely a good point, man. So I guess um since you harped on marketing and stuff, like what what do you think you could do differently this year to market yourself? Um, I think it's more just about marketing at the same time. It's like, obviously, you don't, you can't tweet yourself into the league, but you got to do what you can to market yourself, whether it's like mixtape screenshots, posting and stuff like that. But a lot of it comes down to just going again in those deep runs, like making a deep run is so important. And what I realized from this, this process that I did this year doing it for 20 and not getting drafted is what I realized is to be honest, you just got to make yourself like such an undeniable first rounder, like, that, that's really the way to go. You got to make such a deep run where instead of you sitting, you know, where everyone's sitting at the nice tables and the circles and you're sitting on like a line chairs on the bench, instead of sitting on that bench with the line chairs, if you're sitting at the table, you're feeling a lot more comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you just make yourself an undeniable first rounder, that's just the way to go. It, it's just better that way. You, If you can't make yourself an undeniable first rounder, then, you know, it's a toss up. The draft is so unpredictable. You never know who's going to go where and what's going to happen. That is yeah. true. Yeah, you definitely harped on that, man. I, I was, I was once in your, you know, I was season two. I, mean, I didn't know where I was going. Third round came. Like I say, it gets nervous. It gets nerve wracking, man. Going those later rounds. So I, I definitely know like what you're talking about there. Like you read it, like that's a good punch you made. First round, if you go first round, you, like you know yourself, you'll be a first, maybe early second round. That's a lot better than waiting those third and fourth round, not knowing what's gonna happen. So I do, I definitely yeah, think that's, that's true. It's a long process too, man. Like the the draft this year, I know it took like three, four hours almost alone. Like we're just sitting there and I was like, the hot dog stands behind me and I'm like, oh, I'm getting hungry, man. It went all the way throughout dinner. And I was like, man, I'm getting hungry. And it, it, it was kind of a little rough. So I think, you know, if you're going to do it, obviously try to make yourself a first or second rounder for sure. But, you know, like I said, it's a lot, it's a lot e- easier said than done. It's easy to talk about it and say that you're going to make yourself a first, second rounder, but it's, it's really tough to do. But like I said, I think, the main goal is just it roots down to like these deep playoff runs, even winning it all if possible. I know it's a hard thing to do, especially pre-draft with all the 2K league count and everyone coming back. But just if you can make deep runs, then obviously like you make yourself undeniable as a first or second rounder. So I think that's important. Yeah, that's that's true. Honestly, like all these, cause like, you know, like I've seen the people are talking about on Twitter. How, like, you see none of the post Jeff words from last year tweeting or anywhere. Yeah. It's like, when free Jeff was a different animal, man, all those 2K League guys, that's like, if you notice greatness last year, last year, they made all those runs, a lot of those guys got drafted. So, like, like you say, honestly, it's all about, if you win, bro, you, you can't beat, like you say, any day, you can't deny talent, you can't deny winning. If a team's winning all the tournaments, they're going to get known for sure. 
The Des- I Des- think uh, Greenish, the, the whole team got drafted, right? The whole yeah. entire team got <laughs> yes. drafted. Yes, dog. That, that's changing enough, right? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you constantly win it, they can't deny that, man. They can't deny winning. They send your name all through pre-draft. Like, that's literally the key, but it's, it's easier to say than done, man, because all this talent back out here. But that's why I love to be, to be there pre-draft, man. It shows you who's been who's been grinding, who's ready for that the next step, you know, for a pre-draft. That's, that's where it's all like – that's what I guess champions are made for real, man, pre-draft. Yeah, pre-drafts where you can get the most competition possible, right? A lot of mm-hmm. it's post-draft warriors, you know, they decide not to come pre-draft, right? But mm-hmm. pre-drafts where really the competitive level comes out and you can make a name for yourself really fast. So. That's, what I, that's what I'm noticing, man. So I guess um, a few more questions for you, man. Like, I guess uh, if you were, like, say, season four is coming up, like, it's, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how stuff going to work this year. Uh, the tournament's coming on, like, current gen, next gen. I don't know how none of that's working. But I guess uh, if they do have a current gen tournament and you go all or nothing, I, I guess y'all going to go to those tournaments together because I know the losing already in on the Heat Check Gaming or whatever. I don't know how that's going to work because, you know, the tournament's going to have none to kill league players or whatever. But I guess if you're going with that team, I guess uh, are you going to still play point guard, shooting guard, what I'm trying to say? Or you can go um, I'm playing point guard for all or nothing. I'm only playing point guard this year. So it's, it's a little tough, you know, obviously playing point guard and I'm mm-hmm. West Coast too. So mm, I deal with okay. West LA. So it's, it's a little rough, but yeah. Know, how, how, is how, how is it delay? How is it delay? People always the, talk about it. The, the delay is really bad, especially this year, I think. The, mm-hmm. the delay is kind of awful. And then playing point guard position where you got to make reads pretty fast, even yeah. a, a, you know, half a second delay kind of hurts and mm-hmm. it makes it a little harder to dribble, right? It's, a, it's actually kind of. It's kind of unfair almost pretty much to be – I don't get to see my full capacity because obviously I'm on this delay and, like, my full potential. But, you know, at the same time, it's another, like, uh, I would say, like, negotiation for teams, right? Like, oh, he was able to win pre-draft or, you know, he was able to win this tournament, make a deep run on delay playing point guard. So, I mean, just imagine when he's on land or he's, like, on Wi-Fi, right? And then even the 2K League this year, right, a, a lot of the teams were on delay, right? They played West Coast, East Coast, and they had to deal with delay home court uh home court advantage and this year wr implemented the rules too west coast east coast alternate servers ah uh, yeah playoff. i saw that uh, i but, didn't see that <laughs> but, um i'm gonna be delayed all the time because i'm the only west coast player on my team yeah so no matter what i'm gonna be delayed we're always gonna pick east so i'm gonna be delayed no matter what so it doesn't really matter to me it's a uh, kind of unfortunate being on this delay being in the west coast but at the same time it has its perks if you can go far you're already at a slight disadvantage. So just letting a team know, like, look, this is what I do with a slight disadvantage. Look at me. And, like, a big point, a big 2K League player that did it is Sav. You know, Sav was at a disadvantage on the West Coast, and he got picked up in first round. So. Yeah, Sav. Yeah, and he went to a West Coast team. That was, that was the crazy part. Like, yeah, he went to West he Coast. He stayed team. West Coast. It's just in his, in, his, in his DNA to play West Coast, I guess, man. That's the crazy part. So I guess in, in the closing, man, we'll get you out of here soon. Um, coming up to season four, I guess, what can you offer a, a 2K League organization? Or what do you think will be your strongest skill set going into, you know, season four? Um, to be honest, I think the biggest thing I can offer is just um, – I, w- I w- don't want to say IQ, but just, like, hardworking, work ethic, right, because I'm constantly on the game. I'm constantly grinding, constantly working. I feel like a lot of people get complacent once they're in the league. Like, they're complacent. They're like, oh, I'm in the league. I'm good. You know, and they're they're not really pushing. They're not really grinding. They're not really trying to get better. Where I think in this game, you always got to push yourself to get better. Even though there's a certain skill cap on, like, a player individually. But as a team, there's a lot of chemistry that goes along with it. And, you know, right now with the 2K League, the way it works, I feel like, sadly, a lot of, a lot of players are getting going to get retained where you're going to have to 
be able to be willing to accept that six-man role because a lot of players are going to come back to their team where majority of the players are going to be looked at for six-man or only maybe one or two positions they need on the team. But people pretty much know their core. There's very few teams that are going to just blow it up and, like, start from the beginning, start from scratch. But you got to be willing to be that six-man and put in that work ethic, fit the system, maybe almost be like a secondary coach, right, like looking at film, seeing where you can improve, where you can't improve. So I think uh, those type of things definitely fits my strategy, whether it's as a six-man or whether I get offered a starting spot. You know, it's just about proving myself and proving how good I am this year in pre-draft, and hopefully I'll be able to do that. And it's made some very good points, man. I definitely feel like, especially like you said, a lot of um, teams are going to bring a lot of the guys, guys back. It's about what you can do to offer a team. You can say you can fill a six-man role in, or you can also be a starter if necessary. That's definitely some good points you brought up, Neil, for sure. So, so I'm glad like, the guys came on to my first ever podcast, Neil. I, I really appreciate it, man. But you can call it Neil or you can call it Lisa Trey. Which one is up to you? It doesn't matter to me, man. People call me on different things, man. I, I, I appreciate you having me on the podcast, man. It's no problem, man. Um, also, for your team, All Nothing 2K, who's streaming this year? I'll definitely come through and check out some of those streams. So, right now, it's either going to be our lock, Jabrea, or our center, Tornado. Okay. Um, one or the other is going to be streaming. I'm not going to stream just because West Coast LA and then streaming on top of it mm. might be a, a, little, a little harder to deal with. Okay. But it's either going to be our lock, Jabrea, or Tornado, or center. One or the other is going to be streaming, but we'll definitely make sure there's a stream out there. And I'll definitely tweet it out so you can definitely look and see who's streaming and Tune in. Hopefully, okay, see definitely, yeah. definitely tap in the streams, man. Definitely, tap. I'm definitely trying to catch as much action this year. I'm excited for the prestige area tournament to start for sure, man. That's gonna be really, really crazy, man. A lot of teams are gonna be participating though, so I'm ready to see those for sure. Yeah, starts in eight days, man. I'm excited. I want to yeah. see what yeah. <laughs> we can do. Yeah, I'm really excited to see y'all, boys, man. I said, um, also, anything, any other closing thoughts you wanna um, bring up or anything like that? Are you pretty much good to go? Uh, I'm good to go. I mean, uh, I hope I can make a deep run this year and see what our team can do, and hopefully we'll be able to make it work. So. All right. I feel that, man. I feel it. Well, guys, there was Neil, a.k.a. Lethal Trey. He's um, going for season four as a point guard for All Enough 2K. So they're going to be participating in the first ever prestige tournament. Also, they're playing in Rankings tournaments as well. Coming up in, I think, prestige eight days. I'm not sure what Rankings yet the Rankings tournament is, but we're coming up really soon. You can catch them. Like I said, they're going to be streaming on um, Twitch.tv. And I said, appreciate him for coming through. And I appreciate everybody out there listening to Paul's, um, Paul's points. You know, brought to you by Paul Bradford. So, everybody, I have a good night. Thank you. <laughs>